Yo, today's QOD is decide to do it now. Here we go. Show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We got your main man, Les Brown, on the show today. And today, Les is going to encourage you to make a decision to take action on your ideas. No more indecision. No more thinking about it. You got to decide right now and do it. Here's Les. Decide to do it now. Decide whatever you want to do that you are now going to become actively involved right now exploring the possibilities for you. That you're going to look at it and do just a little bit of it right now. When I decided to become a speaker, I didn't just quit my job and just ran out and say, I'm a motivational speaker. No. What I did was I decided to start looking at other people that were involved in the speaking profession. I volunteered to work with some speakers so that I could learn. Whatever you want to do, get your feet wet. Gain some experience doing some volunteer work in the area and find out whether or not this thing you want to do will fit for you. A friend of mine told me he wanted to have a restaurant. I said, have you ever operated a restaurant before? He said, no. I said, well, really, you don't even know if you want one. I said, what's your expertise? What do you bring to the table? He said, I can cook real good. I said, well, what about the management side? What about the business part of the restaurant? You're not going to be cooking all the time. Somebody's got to receive the money. Who's going to manage the personnel? He said, you got a right. You got a point there. So this guy got a job in a restaurant in the evening time on a part-time basis. After doing that for a while, he said, you know what? I think I just want to be a chef. <laughs> he said, after working there, people didn't show up to work. He, he said, it's hard to find the help. People weren't responsible. The headaches, the guests were just giving him problems day in and day out. They weren't ever satisfied. He said, no, I just think I'll stick to cooking. <laughs> See, you got to find out what fits for you, because you might decide that after you go up in there and examine it and experience it and, and get some experience of the about on it, well, you say, this is really not what I want. This does not fit for me. So decide that you're going to do that. Now, John H. Johnson said something that's very important. He said, there's no defense against an excellence that meets a pressing public need. See, whatever you decide to do, look at it and find out what is it that I have that I could bring to the table that can begin to enable me to ensure that I could be successful in this. Where is the opening for you? There's room for you out here, out here in the arena called life. There's room for you to come out and live your dream. Don't allow but to keep you in the corner, or keep you up in the bleachers, looking at life, being a spectator, not being a participant, making a difference in life. I believe that all of us came here with something. All of us showed up to give something, and that nobody, but nobody's going to give that service that you have to give. No one's going to produce your product. No one's going to write your book. No one's going to open your academy. No one's going to begin to create your daycare with a special curriculum to help to cultivate the high self-esteem in our children. That's your idea. And if you don't bring your idea out here, when you die, all of us will suffer because we've been deprived of your genius because you allowed but to keep you in the bleachers and not pursuing your greatness. You take it to your grave with you. And that's what most people do. I think that's why the guy said that many people die at age 21. 
and don't get buried until they're 65. <laughs> they're walking dead. You can tell them by the way they walk. <laughs> How they look in the face when they speak to you. I was giving a speech at this high school, and a lady came after school. She said, Mr. Brown, I want to talk to you about my son. I said, what is it? She said, he's not motivated. I said, I wonder why. You got to have energy, ladies and gentlemen. You got to have life. If you're excited about what you're doing, even in the area of selling, you know people don't buy because of logical reasoning. People buy because of your way of feeling. People don't like to be around dead people. No, no, let the dead bury the dead. No, no, keep them away from you before they grab you and want to hold on to you. <laughs> so the fact that, that whatever you do, you want to be excited about it. You want to have the kind of excitement that is so contagious that people want to be around you. Because whatever you're doing, whatever you talk to people about this particular idea that you have, they're looking at you and they want to know, do you believe it? And are you the kind of person they want to be in business with? And if you're not positive, if you're not energetic, if you're not fired up about it, how can you expect anybody else to be fired up about your idea. Am I right? right. All right, re repeat after me, please. I'm going to be fired up about my dream. I'm going to go at it with everything I got. Shake somebody's hand on your right and left and say, you got what it takes. <laughs> there are a lot of people who say, but I tried once or twice and it didn't work out. And so they use that as an excuse not to ever come out again. Guy said, um, if at first you don't succeed, you're running about average. <laughs> so, so, so if you have come out here with an idea and it didn't work out two or three times, well, that's all right. You're running about average. You know, I heard something, a, a, a jarring question. It says, why is it that people prefer known hells to unknown heavens. You know why? Because it's comfortable, ladies and gentlemen. I remember I was in um, a service once, and I heard Dr. Johnny Coleman give this example. She talked about a man who had been captured behind the enemy lines in a war and was sentenced to, to be killed or another option. The captain said to the guy, listen, he said, tomorrow morning at 6 o'clock, you can face the firing squad, or you can go out this door over here. And the guy said, what's out the door? He said, no one knows. All we can tell you, just unknown horrors. He thought, and the next morning, he selected the firing squad. After the shots rang out, the captain's secretary said, What's beyond that door? And he said, freedom. But very few people would select to do it because it's unknown. See, a lot of people never live their dreams. A lot of people never do the things they want to do. A lot of people stay on jobs where they're miserable. I read an article called, Is Your Job Making You Sick? 
A lot of people, some of y'all know about that already here. <laughs> so go on and say amen, it's all right. <laughs> that one lady told me, she said, Les, I, when I used to go to work, she said, when I stepped in the door, it felt like a refrigerator dropped on my shoulders. How many of y'all understand that kind of feeling? <laughs> they were miserable, just hated to go after 60 minutes on Sunday afternoon. Or come Monday morning, my head used to throb. I just couldn't take it. Didn't want to go sometime just, just for the heck of it. I just drive on by. <laughs> <laughs> Whew, I, I used to hate to go to work. Many of us choose an active living death. Many of us are walking dead, the walking dead, that we're not doing what we want to do. Many of us stay in relationships where we're dying together rather than growing and expanding and living together. <coughs> we're miserable, but because we don't have the courage to see ourselves beyond that relationship that has turned toxic, we go through life living dead people. And you can always tell couples that have been together for a little while, <laughs> go in a restaurant, the ones sitting side by side, giggling and talking to each other, feeding each other with their fork and spoon, they just got together for one week. <laughs> you see them in the car, they're sitting all up for each other, hugging and smoking. Oh, they've been together about three days, all right? <laughs> but if you see people sitting in the restaurant, two people, you know, see a couple, and they're sitting in front of each other, <laughs> Take so long for this food, I wonder when they're gonna hurry up. Those are the married ones. <laughs> oh, but what if I know people have been married for years, living in two separate rooms, sleeping in two separate beds? Well, it's cheaper to keep it, not necessarily. <laughs> it's according to the price you wanna pay. See, the price of peace of mind, the price of living the truth. Of being honest with yourself and say, wait a minute, it's got to be more than this. So you've got to decide, wait, wait. Even if I, I, things don't work out, even if I experience defeat or failure, that does not make me a failure. It's a difference between failing and being a failure. If, you, if things don't work out, if you don't produce the results you want, that's all. But don't confuse who you are with the results that you produce. I used to be a state legislator in Columbus, Ohio. And I remember once I was going to introduce some legislation on the floor, and after getting that legislation passed, um, a guy came up behind me, and he had some legislation that I opposed him on that. And I was about to stand up to debate this guy, and the guy next to me said, excuse me, don't, don't debate that guy. Why? Do you know who that is? I said, no, that's Wilkowski from Toledo. That's a bad dude. He's a lawyer, Les. That man can debate. I don't care, I'm Les Brown, maybe Brown's ball. <laughs> so I raised my hand, Mr. Speaker, he said, the gentleman from the 29th House District? He said, yes, sir, to tell the gentleman I'd like to take him on. Challenge him on this legislation. He said, Wilcox, he said, I would more than like to, Mr. Speaker. Everybody would say, whoa. <laughs> I asked him some questions, he responded. I said, I wonder why I asked that man that question. <laughs> well, Koski won't be out. I mean, I was so embarrassed, I just limped back to my room with my yes, I can attitude. <laughs> However, here's what I learned. When you win, 
See, if I win a debate, I win because of what I know. When I lose, I lose because what I don't know. So I had to check out what is it that I did not know. I wasn't prepared. I did not do enough research. I did not do my homework. So he handled me like he wanted to. So I came back again. I waited on some other legislation, did my homework, but he was more than able to take me out again. But pretty soon, each time it would take him, it would become a little bit more difficult and a little bit more difficult. And the older guy said, would you argue in behalf of this legislation for me? I said, sure. I started volunteering to do work in the legislative committees for the older guys. I said, absolutely. And the more I did it, the better I became. And then people began to start respecting me. And when I would ask and say, Mr. Speaker, I'd like to speak on that bill, some guys lips start trembling and stuff like Jimmy. I mean, wait a minute, is there anything wrong? Do we have a problem here? But if I wasn't willing to be humiliated, if I wasn't willing to allow myself to be embarrassed, if I wasn't willing to be de debated and defeated, if I wasn't willing to look at it and say, well, I, I, I'm just not good as I'm going to be. You want know that lady say, Lord, I ain't what I want to be, ain't what I'm going to be, but thank God I show ain't what I was. You can either live your dreams or live your fears. And I think the majority of people actually are not living their dreams, but are living their fears. All right, that was Les Brown. His website is lesbrown.com. If you want to listen to today's entire talk, go to YouTube and look up Les Brown. Decide to do it now in all time. Best motivational speech. All right, that's it for me. I will see you tomorrow. Have a great day. I'm out. Peace.